Now on to our listeners. T3 understands what took place. The night you started listening to wrestling podcasts, you got down on your knees, put your little hands together and said a prayer and it sounded like this. Oh dear God, you see my name's Billy and I just love wrestling podcasts, but there's just one problem. They all absolutely suck. And then at that point, Billy, your house started to shake, the heavens opened up, and God himself spoke to you and said, Bob, but my name's really, it doesn't matter what your name is. You are absolutely right. They do suck. But there is one thing and one thing only that you can do. You must go find the show that is simply electrifying. You must go find Take Two Takedown. Oh, but God, anybody but take... Know your role and shut your mouth. And then as fear went through your body, tears went down your cheek and piss rolled down your leg. Your house started to shake, the clouds parted and the heavens opened. And what seemed like millions and millions of voices said to you in unison, Jabroni, if you smell what T3 is cooking... This is your host, John. I am here with our buddies, Craig, and once again, Jeff the Ref. What's up, fellas? What's going on, John? Hey, guys. What's happening? Why, why are you going to make it creepy? Huh? That's just, that's what I do. He's, he's creepy. You know that. He, he's creepy, creepy like, creepy like Maria Canellis creepy. Ooh. What the hell is this storyline going what? on? It's weird. It's, I think, in, I think it'd be better. I was thinking about this like the times that like every another male wrestler would walk by her she should just like stop and stare and they like connect eyes so we just get the implication that she slept with everybody and we don't know who the father is i think that would be more entertaining i'm kind of with you on all that but before we get into any more details about wrestling and all its glory Let's tell them what we do here, fellas. Oh, that's a good idea. Um, Once again, as you said, welcome to Take Two Takedown, your weekly wrestling show, or mostly weekly, kind of weekly, when when we feel like it. Let's be honest, folks. Sometimes you just don't feel like talking about it. Let's just be glorious about it and say your wrestling show. Your wrestling show. You can follow us on the Twitter at Take Two Takedown. You can email our mailbag segment, triple T bag at gmail.com. That's triple T B A G at gmail.com. Or you can call or text our hotline because we're fancy like that and we have a hotline, 434 602 1931. And we are here to discuss everything that happened this past week in wrestling, which is going to be going over some Extreme Rules recap. we got Raw and SmackDown to talk about. Right Coast Pro event was this last weekend. Uh, the Fight for the Fallen was this past weekend. We have a lot of things to discuss and even some things going forward. So let's just get right into it, fellas. Uh, Extreme Rules, how did we all feel about this? Um, mm. Just, mm-hmm. just, mm, mm. It was on. Uh, I would say better than Stomping Ground. Oh, uh, yeah, much better than Dump Ground. Right, much better than Dumping Ground. Um, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't horrible. I mean, great is a strong word to use, so I wouldn't say that. It was not great. Um, what if What if we put it in a better way of saying, look, it, was it, gave, us, it gave us a decent ending mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to a lot of the storylines so that going forward with Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff, we can get a little more of a clean beginning. Yes, yes, I agree. Um, my personal opinion of it is this. The best match you put on in the pre-show mm-hmm. yeah with finn balor and nakamura not even them wrestled their farting hearts off. right not even best match but announced the, a match that wasn't even announced or like promoted until after smackdown right like so it was only rumor, done over you know online the rumor in that is that they are setting balor up to either join the club or compete with aj for the club and the usa championship Right, right. And, and I mean, I, I enjoy that. I like that idea. I think that'd be, you know, a good faction for him to join. But like you said, I mean, we've often talked about how a lot of times the cruiserweight matches are some of the best matches, and they put them on the pre-card. But this, to, 
to do this to Nakamura and Balor for an ICC belt, like that's that's pretty ballsy to be like, well, we don't even care about this, so we're just throwing it on here so we can take the belt away from them, and I guess people won't get as mad because they don't see it on the main show. Well, that and it may have been a last a last minute thing, you know, because maybe since Finn's asking for time off, he may have done that, and they're like, well, we got to get the belt off of him, just stick it here, just stick it in this, and then let let Heyman on Raw do whatever. Yeah, I mean, because for a one-hour pre-show, they had three matches, which is much more than normal. That belt is a SmackDown belt. Isn't it? Yeah, it is a SmackDown belt. Right? So, yeah. Whatever. So, it's a Bischoff issue. But, uh, I I don't know. I mean, I I understand why they're going to do it and why they're going forward with it. I just just think the way that they did it was a little dirty to both of them. Yeah, it was done. I'd rather it be done on a regular show. Yeah, I think it would have been better to make do it, on make it this a something week's SmackDown. For a regular show. Yeah, yeah, this could have been a main event for this week's SmackDown. It would have made more sense. Yep. And more people would have watched it. Because I guess there are, I mean, there are plenty of people I know that don't watch the pre-show, even though they have the network. Um, but, you know, if you put it on SmackDown, you're still going to get more eyes than you do probably on, on then watched mm-hmm. Extreme Rules. Yep. You know. Well, you're going to get all your casual watchers that might watch it the first hour right. to see what mm-hmm. it's about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, exactly. They also had the Cruiserweight match on there, which uh, Drew Gulak won. We all kind of knew he would. Uh, and then you had the, uh, what was it, Revival versus Usos were on there as well, um, with Revival yeah. keeping the belt, which I think we talked about last week. They're just going to keep giving the Revival the belt. To hold them on until they resign. Like until they, they resign. As soon as they resign, get, guess yeah, what's going to happen? Exactly, you're gone. <laughs> <laughs> please don't leave. Please don't leave. Please don't leave. Mm-hmm. And then like, ah, now you resigned. We don't care. We did see uh, Braun Strowman signed a new four-year contract. That he did, yes. Mm-hmm. So he'll be around for a little while. Don't know where they're going to go with him. But I do feel that his match, at least as Extreme Rules, to me was one of the more entertaining ones. And I think that's because I was so surprised by how entertaining it was. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Uh, that was probably one of the better matches of the evening, and I don't normally say that about anything Bobby Lashley does. No, exactly. And I, I even very rarely say that about anything Braun Strowman is involved in to be best match. And I don't know if it's because it really was the best match or it's because all of our expectations were so low that it just exceeded them so well. Like, I, I mean, I actually even, you know, granted it was because my kid wanted to, but I was perfectly fine watching it a second time the next day when my kid wanted to see the Strowman match. So, uh, you know, it was a good, I think it was a good ending. I like how the fact that, you know, they had him going through this weird black the only, the only stance. Thing I don't <laughs> like to, about the ending, mm-hmm. and I know, whatever. They get up there and it's like, Oh, look, there's this gate that I can right. open and throw him off of. Right, there like, just happens to be a gate here. Just yeah. the acting of that part was a little... A little much. A little I can see bad, that. bad, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. No, overall that match was good. Yeah. I'm not even worried about that. No. Um, what other matches? The Cesaro-Alistair uh, Black match? It was a good match. Good match, good I match. think. Good match. Amazing yeah. ending. I mean, that black mask killed him right in the fucking face. Yep. Like, he... He, it looked like it was straight boot to face yep. in that. There was no pulling that back. Now, what I love about that is they came back the next night. Cesaro came on Raw, challenged Aleister Black again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Says, uh, Aleister Black drops him again with the black mask. Yes, exactly. It makes that move look, although it looks amazing, just makes it legitimate as shit. Yes, you know what and, I mean? And yeah. that was something I read that they're pushing the black mask to be that finishing move. So they're wanting the other wrestlers to really sell that when he uses it. Okay. Which, and hence, uh, the next night when he used it, when he used it again, the yeah. mouthpiece came flying out. Yep, which, yep. Was, which awesome. was awesome. Which was amazing. <laughs> that made it look really good, really good. Um, so, how how do we feel, gentlemen, about the um, the graveyard dogs or whatever the hell their name was of? Roman Reigns and Undertaker versus Shane and his boy Drew. I mean, it feels like at least it was a... Uh, sorry, let me rephrase that. It feels like it was going to be a good sort of ending to the Roman Reigns, Shane, Drew. Like, it felt like it was going to be a nice ending to that. Uh, I was proven wrong when it came up again on Monday and Tuesday nights at Raw and SmackDown. But, uh, I mean, it's just... Undertaker looked better, I think, than he has in most recent events. 
I'll give him that. What match were you watching? I, he, you telling me that he didn't look better at this one than he did at like the Saudi Arabia one? He looked better, yeah. but he still... He had younger competition. Goldberg looked like shit, making Undertaker look like shit, but uh, Undertaker still looks like shit. Well, that is true. That is true. Um, I mean, I hate to be the one calling it, but I mean, there's a time when everybody in their career has to say enough is enough. Let me retire. Yeah. We love The Undertaker. Just have him come out and do a pop like Steve Austin or The Rock. I just need to see him to be like, remember, you were great. Yeah, we don't need to wrestle. So, but we all know that he's put in to have another uh, program with Drew McIntyre and right. they're building it. But I just, God, Undertaker, you're killing what I remember as a kid growing up, how much I loved you. Now I'm just watching you going, oh, I don't want to see my legendary Undertaker look like the old man that he is. Well, and I think his problem, you know, because he wasn't happy with how the Goldberg match went, which I'll, I'll give him. I mean, it wasn't great. But he keeps trying to come back as if he wants to go out on a bang. But the longer you drag this out, the older you get, the harder it's going to be that you're going to come back and end on one, like, amazing match. Like, you're not going to do right. that when you're hitting into your 60s. Like, right. it doesn't happen. Absolutely. You are absolutely right. So, uh, oh, Undy, Undy. What are you doing? Oh, Papa Undy. Oh, Papa Undy. Um, Kofi versus Joe. How do we feel about this one, gentlemen? Why did they kill Joe? They all really the time? did. They really did kill Joe. They, they did. Uh, is it because he's, he's so prone to get hurt that they're afraid to give him the belt for any extended period of time? I don't know. I just don't. I don't understand why they kill Joe every single opportunity they get. He is the best it makes person. No they, sense. Yeah, he's the best person they have to build up to a belt, and then they never give him the belt, ever, pretty much. Or if they give him a belt, he only holds it for like a week. Right, and then he loses it on a random SmackDown or a random Raw or whatever it is is on this week. I, I don't know. I, I mean. Like, I, I mean, I put in my picks that I assumed Joe was going to win because I feel this was the time. I guess they're going to push it to Kofi holding this into SummerSlam. So who are they putting him against for SummerSlam? Are you going to do Joe again? Are you going to do somebody else? Who are we going to push for Kofi to go against now? Ziggler? Like, so I think it's going to be Joe again, isn't it? I mean, Joe's... Yep. Oh, no, I heard uh, Randy Orton. Yeah. Okay. If we follow the chain... Randy says it's his turn. He won the five-man uh, battle yeah. royal or super match or whatever to mm-hmm. have the uh, SummerSlam compete contract. So it's going to be Randy Orton versus Kofi. We've got Shane against Roman. Drew against Papa pa- uh, Taker. Uh, I, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, do we give it to Orton now? Is this his last run before he, he leaves? Like, we're going to give it to him and have him like, give him a nice little belt run for a little bit so that when Hall of Fame comes around, we give him the Hall of Fame and then he's gone? I don't know. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anymore either. I have no idea what they're doing on this sh- these shows. I can't figure it out. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, so crazy. So crazy. Uh, so we got the we have the women's championship match, which again, I'll admit, you guys buried me for this, but I'll admit I was wrong in the Bailey versus two on one against her with Bliss and Nikki Cross. I figured we were going to give it to Bliss and have the Nikki Cross Bliss turn, you know, and they were going to go against each other or something like that. That's for later. Bailey ended up winning. We had no Sasha Banks return, like everyone was talking about and hoping for. That was my prediction. Yes. I was I was in on that one. Um, so it, there's still all this talk of Sasha coming back. This seemed like the prime opportunity. Did a SummerSlam return for Sasha then? That's what it's looking like. If she's coming back, it's going to be a SummerSlam. Uh, I'm, I mean, I think I think personally, if she does come back. I think the most entertaining way for her to come back is to come back and assist Bailey in some way, and then the next day on Raw or SmackDown, have her turn immediately on her, and just go straight into them building to the, a fight against each other. I think that's the it only way be, you're going to make I, it fun. I, I read that it was going to be Banks and Lynch, like they were gearing up towards that. Because uh, she's technically done with uh, Evans. 
Right. That was one of the stipulations of their match. That, right. The stipulations of their match is no more Corbin, no more Evans. Yep. Um, which but I find very hard to believe. We know how stipulations go. Right. That we, we do. That we do. And that was, I, I mean, I mean, you have to go with Becky and Rollins. I think, I think everybody did on our, on our poll. You had to go with them. But it was the only reason that I thought that they would have Corbin and Lacey Evans win is because now you've completely taken that feud out of yep. possible doing it again. And since they like to repeat storylines, it just seemed like it made the most sense for them to have them win and keep going. But I don't know what they're going to do with Corbin and Lacey now. Who cares what they do? It doesn't matter. I don't, I don't know what show you guys watch, but this is WWE. It doesn't matter what they said. Rules matter. They're going to do whatever they want. They're going to do whatever they want. We know that. What show are you watching that you're like, oh, they they, they can never do it again? That's bullshit. That's a rule. They'll do whatever they want. Rules are made to be followed. It's a contract. It's just like the stipulation of the wild card. Yeah. They only have three to four to five to six to seven people, and any more than that show up, you're automatically fired. Or fined. Or fined. Exactly. I mean... And that's the stipulation is three to four to five to six to seven people can show up on the other show before it's an issue. Are you fine like uh, Roman? Yes. For yeah. speaking his mind? Speaking his mind. Speaking your mind, Roman. Yeah, you go away and take some leave <laughs> for speaking your mind. I'll get to you later. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had the triple threat match, the green Captain Planet boys versus New Day uh, versus Heavy Machinery. Fun match, I think. Now... This is the one I one of the ones that I got wrong because I did not see them dumping it on New Day. I d- I did not. I mean, I I like. I think we all are big fans of the dripping in gold. Every member of a team has a belt. Like I, I like that aspect, uh, but I did not think that was going to happen. Nope. I think we're in the same boat there. Um. So, what do we what do we do now? I mean, we already we talked about the fact that. The one thing that kept uh, Rowan and, and Daniel Bryan interesting was the fact that they had a belt. So now that they don't have a belt, I could care less about anything that they're involved in because I don't really find them that enjoyable. No, I think after after we had that conversation, and I agreed with you, uh, as a matter of fact, I think I'm the one who made the point. Mm, probably um, not. Don't take credit for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember, I'm the old one. I'm, I'm calling senior discount uh, on that uh, one. Mm, gotcha, gotcha. Um, but here's my thinking. How much, how, how entertaining would it be to have now the uh, Captain Planet team going against Heavy Machinery for the uh, number one contender? And you're doing vegans versus blue collar? Yeah, steaks and shakes uh, versus, you know, grass and ass. I don't know. Um, <laughs> that's a, I think that's exactly what their name is. Great call. Yeah. Great call. Mm-hmm. Grass team and gr- Team Grass and Rowan's ass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of ass, oh. I love Bailey's assets. We know. Just saying. Well, no, you just want to throw that out there. If we're, if we're talking about love, mm-hmm. I love you, Becky. Oh, isn't, see, it's so sweet, you guys. Are you going to say anything to your girl? Mm-hmm. She already knows how I feel about her. <laughs> All right, Nia Jax, you know how we feel. You know how you. I feel, Nai Nai. My little Nene. My, my little Nene. Her little, her, his little Mina. My, my little Mina. Mm-hmm. She knows how I feel about her. Um, hey, real quick. Yes. Real quick. Mm-hmm. Are Tamina and Nia Jax in the uh, Calvin and Hobbes movie with The Rock? And Roman, where they go to Hawaii so they can have a big Samoan brawl in the sand. Right. You mean the Shaw and Hobbs movie that has come yeah. out? Right. Yeah, Calvin and Hobbs. Right. The Shaw and Hobbs movie, the spinoff to the Fast and Furious franchise that John is referring to, uh, no, they are not. Just Roman Reigns is the only one that is in there. You have no Usos. You have no uh, Mina. Uh, you have no uh, Nai Nai. Well, let me ask Roman you something. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you something else then. If I needed to find out about movies or anything in the entertainment world, could you recommend something to me? Well, you know what, John? It's funny you say that because the best thing that one can do is listen to the show that came on your feed right before this, which is Take Two Podcast, the show that is our parent show where we talk about movie, TV, reviews, news, Hollywood stuff, all that sort of things. And uh, me and you, John Boy, we are on there this week. 
uh, doing some nice talk. We come in with some special uh, draft we were updates. Like, we were like the Breeze and Fandango of the show this exactly. week. Exactly. We come in. We make sure that everything looks pretty. You know, we make sure we look pretty, though, more than anyone else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we, we jumped in. We gave everybody all the information they needed about the draft. We did some Marvel Minute. We did some podcast recommendations. We even gave some reviews of ours, our own. So be sure to go back. Listen to episode 144 of Take Two Podcast. And you can hear more of me and John again. You're welcome, America. You're welcome. Welcome. Anyway, so getting off the Samoan tip. Yes. See what I did there? I see it. I see it. Mm-hmm. Wait all a right. second. Y'all do what? a podcast? Yeah, we do a podcast. What? Oh. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you do that. Jeff doesn't know that. Okay. Mm-hmm. He only pays Jeff. attention to wrestling. It is, it. it is really good. Everyone should listen. Take two. He's so sweet. Um, you last, know what else is yes. good about Take Two is some of the other spinoffs, like Spotlight, where they just did Leonardo DiCaprio. They did. I like that one. Favorite Leonardo DiCaprio role for you, John? What would you say? Um, I really liked Leo in Catch Me If You Can. Ooh, Ooh, that was a good one. That was Mine a good would one. be uh, Eating Gilbert Grape. Ooh, what's Eating Gilbert yep. Grape? Another good one. Uh, what about I, you there? I'd probably lean towards um, Catch Me If You Can as well. Really was a big fan of that movie in general. Liked him in a lot. I was also a big fan of the Romeo and Juliet. But when that came out, let's See? remember, I was like high school age, so that yeah. was what all of the girls were watching, including a girl yeah. I was dating. He was good like, in The Departed. Departed, he was, he was really good. He was really good. Mm-hmm. Gangs in New York. Gangs in New yes. York, uh-huh. really good. The Revenant. Uh-huh. Revenant was good. You I know mean, what? Looking back at it, he's had some good he's roles. He's had some real good roles, right? You know, though, if you can't recall the roles, just listen to the Spotlight just episode. Spotlight. Tony and Brian break down his entire career, the things he's done in his lives, the awards he's won for everything, and the stuff that is coming up. It's a great show. you got to watch it and if or listen to it. You and know, if can't watch podcasts. Yeah, I'm going to download it, it right now. Download it right now, Jeff. And if the other things you're into, if you're into more of the mystical, magical wizards and dragons and stuff, uh, end of this month, Roy's coming out with the new Realm episode. I know they're going to be concentrating a lot on Stranger Things Season 3. So make sure you're finishing up that season. You can listen to the episode. They'll do a nice, big, thorough review of it, plus everything else coming out that Roy always makes sure he touches on those episodes. Because take two. <laughs> everything Roy's touches. Everything Roy touches. <laughs> touches the realm. All right, so now that we've done all our shameless plugs, like SmackDown doing the cutaway to the commercials. Right. We have to talk about to uh, one Ricochet and AJ Styles. What did Rikoshi and AJ Stelis do? Rikoshi and AJ Stelis. All right. They had a wrestling um, match. They had a wrestling match. Um, almost everybody. I think that's how they say it in Spain. It is. Almost everybody in our pick picked Ricochet, except for Carl and the Maniac and Wrestling Life Podcast. They both picked AJ Styles, and they were the only ones to be correct. Because uh, we all didn't see them pulling it off Ricochet already. Not that fast, nope. I can speak for Jeff the Ref's son. Right, Colin. Thanks. Mm-hmm. He, he picked him because... Uh, the son I've never met? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He basically picked uh, AJ because he likes the Styles Clash. Uh, that is... I can't blame him for that. That is very good. That is very and, good. Yeah, and he, he, he says, Dad, I can't remember him without a belt. Now that he doesn't have one, he needs another one. And that's why but, I picked him. But that's, that's a way, too, for them to build the heat. Because if they just had a match and he lost, you know... Yeah, well, just, we know got the club back together, you know. Yeah, and we know that uh, Gallows and Anderson just uh, signed another five-year deal or a three-year deal or something. Right, right. So they're in it to win it. I think this builds uh, validity up for them, even if they are like the heel side kicks. At least it gives them something to do now. Um, you know, I I kind of like what they did there, but I agreed with you guys. I didn't think they were going to take it off of Ricochet that quick. Yeah, yeah. So now and, you go back to Ricochet just being the chaser. But I think he's good in the chase. Yeah. That's... The problem is Ricochet is kind of like the new Finn Balor. And I'm afraid they're going to do the same thing they did with Finn with him. Oh, don't say that. Don't say that. Ricochet's too good for that. But so was Balor. I'm sorry. So... I'm sorry. I agree. I still think Balor's too good for that. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is, my friend. It is what it is. And I think that's I it for Matrim Rules, right? Guys, is there anything else that... Oh, there was the Kevin Owens-Dolph Ziggler the match. three-second match? Which was like three seconds. Stunner which Ziggler was gone. all it needed to be. Right, right. Mm-hmm. It totally validated Kevin Owens. Totally ended Dolph Ziggler. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I, probably one of my favorite matches of the night. Mm-hmm. Did it end it? Because they still had another match. 
Yeah, but I think it's just kind of like bleed over until they can work the storyline into more KO and Shane, which and they're doing. Yep. Um, and how do we feel about the cash-in, gentlemen? We had Brock. Heyman said he made a promise and said it was going to happen. It did. Brock came in, cashed in on Rollins. I would have preferred if, as he was trying to cash in on Rollins, we had maybe Becky Lynch come in, try and get a few punches on Lesnar. I think that would have made it more fun instead of her just being knocked out on the side. Yeah, but I don't think they wanted to make Becky look weak, and they had to keep Brock looking strong, and they still have this whole thing, guys, don't hit girls unless you're Mike Kanellis. That's true. That's true. Unless you're Mike Kanellis or James Ellsworth. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then you're not real men anyway. No. No, you're not. You're not. You can't even father your own child, apparently. Well, I mean, the whole storyline there with the Kanellis is is they sign a five-year contract extension, and then not even the minute after the ink is dry... Maria goes, oh, but by the way, the first year I can't do anything. I got the babies. I got the babies in me. (laughs) I made me some babies in here. Mm -hmm. Glad, personally, that the Money in the Bank stuff is over. Instead of Heyman coming out weekly to be like, he may show up. I don't know. They, again, gave a belt to this guy who's hardly ever around. Mm -hmm. And it's a big belt. It's not like the Continental belt. I think it was you, Jeff, that said, Hey, there's the belt. There goes the belt. Yeah. yeah. We're not going to see it again until a week before SummerSlam. So, I don't know. That's the thing. Right, I don't well, like it. Like, knowing that this was the first official Raw for Paul Heyman being in charge for the complete show and the first SmackDown for Bischoff being in charge of the whole show. How did you feel? My opinion was Raw was pretty damn good. I enjoyed Raw for the most part, more than I have in a while. I agree. Okay. Smackdown, okay. Smackdown was a letdown again. Now, like the, I don't know if Bischoff is rolling in slow. See, this but is, Heyman just jumped in. This is what I've heard that Bischoff was not involved in that episode at all. And then Craig and I were talking because I read that he, even though is director of Smackdown, may not be part of the creative process. That he's there just for the Fox like liaison position. So, apparently, Bischoff had nothing to do with this SmackDown episode. Which is very interesting, because I know, Jeff, you also saw some stuff about how they're already talking about how they're going to lead into Fox. Yeah. yeah. Coming in, what is it, September is when they're finally starting to do it. They're going to start the advertisement and stuff for it. Yeah. yeah, and they're they're planning on doing basically like a, a nationwide tour yep. with like a giant bus promoting with all yep. of the superstars and promoting and that SmackDown like is coming to Fox. A behind-the-scenes thing, and you get to meet all the people. And, from what I read, that Fox wants WWE to promote SmackDown as a legitimate sport that is choreographed, like a sports presentation, with a determined outcome. So there may be more of the, hey, here's the wrestlers, here's, I don't know, like... Their personal life or their... their some, yeah, trying to go hey, more Did you like know a, Becky and Seth were dating? What? I had no idea. What? That's their oh, personal life, that's dude. That's their personal life. Wow. Unless it's all but let's Raw. creepily put it all over Raw. Right. right. So apparently that's what they want to do. Um, make it... There's like a moving truck going to various markets, promoting the net change. Mm-hmm. They're going to do a behind-the-scenes stuff. They're... They're doing a one-hour primer before to teach viewers some of the insider terms of wrestling. Like, a lot of people may not know what a heel is, what heel, a mark is. Heel, what, face, you know, mark. That, 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 that you, might have some interest. I mean, you know what might get a few easier? people in there. Yeah. Listening to a you know, podcast about wrestling? It could. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, How do we get ourselves to be on this thing? What if we host Fox's one-hour show that explains wrestling to the common folk? I want a TDL license so I can just drive that bus. We can do that. Mm. I'm sure we can figure out a way for us to get in there. I don't know. Guys, if you want us to be in, uh, tweet Fox. Let us know that Take Two Takedown should be there. Tweet Fox and WWE. And WWE. Tweet them both and say that we need to be part of their Going to SmackDown uh, primer episode. WWE needs an official podcast. They really do, right? Yeah. Um, They have a number of them, guys. No, they don't have us. Oh, and you think us is good. Yeah. Have you heard us? We're really funny. I mean, I know I am, but and then really they have good. to suffer you too. That's, that's true. All that's right. True. To interrupt your 
whatever's going on here. Right, right. My yes. personal love fest. Mm -hmm. They also, the SmackDown 20th anniversary special is rumored to be the premiere Fox episode on October 4th. All right, and there should be a lot of surprises on that show. Ooh, wonder what a lot Whatever of surprises means. means. But they're gearing up for this. Should be It'll good. It'll be the Raw 25th anniversary show. No, it's the SmackDown that, that 20th. was horrible. The SmackDown 20th will be much that's, better. That's what I'm telling you to expect with the SmackDown. <laughs> it's going to be great. How do we feel about the Raw reunion coming up this week? Huh? Um, I think it's a cheap stunt to get all the faces we remember and be like, hey, guys, remember this? Yes. We're changing I'm, now. I'm Watch looking, us. I'm looking forward to seeing Stone Cold. Yeah, they yeah. promoted Stone Cold, they promoted hope, Hogan. I hope that at some point in the ring, Stone Cold and KO can both stun somebody. Ooh, that might like be good. two different Ooh, people that at the same be, time. Ooh, Shane and Vince. Yeah. Shane and Vince, Shane and Triple H. Ooh, Shane and... I don't think they're going to... I don't think they're going to let Triple H look bad on Shane the Shane and Stephanie? No, they won't have anybody... No, they're going to have... Stephanie. They're going to have uh, Steve Austin stun Stephanie McMahon. It's coming. No. No, it's going to no. happen. It's going to happen. No. You're done. It's no. going to happen. Just wait. You're so Just stupid. Wait. Just wait and see. Just wait when and I see. think it's stupid, I think of you. Just wait and see. Because uh, you make those comments. Speaking of stupid... Uh, wrong Jeff? Smack Raw and SmackDown this week, guys. Um, Raw was not bad. Raw was not bad. Uh, SmackDown had some nice things about it. But overall, um, I was actually shocked. You know, I mean, it, it going all the way to the end, I was actually shocked how entertaining that 10-man tournament was at the end of Raw. I was not looking forward to that, and I thought it was going to be. No. Um, but it was actually better than I thought it would be. You know, just long enough... For everybody to do their moves, everybody to get a little pop, and have somebody come out at the end. Like, it, it only went maybe like 20 minutes at the most. Um, I think the women's match before it was extended way too long to lead into that. Um, but I thought the 10-man tournament was decent, at least. Let me ask you guys something. Yes. I have a, I have a thought. Mm -hmm. We like Heyman, right? We do. Heyman enjoys building stories working with the talent, right? Right. Wouldn't it have been a better idea to make Bischoff the go-between between WWE and Fox and NBC, the two network holders, mm -hmm. then have Heyman as the creative director for who both does shows. Yeah. For both shows, and then that way you have that synergy and he knows where all the characters are floating back and forth and who they're feuding with and then he can have a team of writers under him and he's like we're going to take this guy in this direction we're going to take this girl in this direction make it happen yeah because i think the problem you're going to have while i like the idea of two different creative teams one for raw and one for smackdown you need sort of an overarching Person, which is Vince, which would, which now which is, is Vince, and honestly, like you're saying, should be Heyman that understands all of it. We need someone who sees the overall, you know, ten movie, ten year arc of the uh, uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, like they did. You need somebody like that that sees all, that sees the big picture, and just has other people do the individual shows. But when you have two different things like that and two different main heads of creative. You know, at any point, like, Heyman could just be like, hey, I want that SmackDown person. And they'll just bring him on, and it wouldn't make any sense. It's not going to go in line with what's happening on yeah. SmackDown. Or, like, or, hey, Kofi may be your champion, but I need him over here to challenge my champion, Seth. And if, if I get the storyline in first, that's going to submarine whatever you had for Kofi going down the line. Right, exactly. Because we still have to keep continuity throughout the whole company. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You're not going to let that go because you're on two separate networks now. Right. Yeah. Or, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, like you say, it makes logical sense, but that's why WWE isn't doing it. Mm -hmm. They're not logical. So you times. liked the Tin Man at Royal? I liked it. I liked it beforehand mm -hmm. when they showed all their faces on the Jumbotron. Yes. And Heyman was introducing them. Yes. And he said, this is my like real-life thing. I'm the creative director. Right. Mm -hmm. WWE doesn't have a plan, so I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. And that all was those people that was are nothing more than Brock's bitches. Yes. Drop the mic and, and walk down. Walk. That was good. That, that was, was great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed that part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, besides that... I can't tell you anything else I remember about Raw. Is that bad? Um, I may have fallen asleep, 
I'm, I know you remember something about Raw because we've discussed. Ooh, yes. Sorry, there was the reintroduction of a character who has now come back as someone totally different. You know, we had Balor lose his match. Yes. He's stand, You know, he's there. He's, you know, distraught after having lost his rematch for the belt. Yes. He's very sad. But but then the lights well, start to go no out. There's no rematch because he there's no fought rematch. Joe. So that's right. He fought Joe. Sorry. The lights start to go out, and, the music and everything gets dark, and music, you know, dies down, like, and then we finally get, in-ring debut, Bray Wyatt as The Fiend. It was amazing. I, I know, but as much as I'm happy The Fiend is back, and as much as I love to see this, and I want more wrestling and that kind of stuff from Bray, I'm scared. You open him up against Finn... Now are you going to try to kill the demon with the fiend? Well, I think it's the, the, part, part of it was the asking for time off. Oh, that fiend And is. this is their way to, you know, he lost the belt, not, not on TV. It was, it was on the pre-shows. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people saw it. And then they would have him lose to the fiend is his, their way. I don't think it would hurt him as much with him taking two months or three months off. I think if he if they have Finn Balor lose to the Fiend, that's the way to go. Yeah. So then coming back after he does take this time off and you build this to a demon versus Fiend. Which could be what's That's the way to do it. Yeah. Like you have Finn See, Balor lose. You don't I don't have the know lose. when you bring something out like the Fiend, when you bring something out like the demon, the second they lose, Can't all credibility is gone. Yeah. Right, right. We call that the Asuka. Well, no, she's part of the Kabuki yeah. Warriors now. Uh, oh, my gosh. Kabuki Warriors. You mean the people who uh, tried to wrestle the Iconics and you finally thought the they, belt was going to be lost? And Oh, nope, didn't happen. They just stood Ooh. outside of the ring and let the countout happen. So, speaking of the Iconics, and I hate to do this because usually I don't get into this stuff, but do you realize the gray and black ring gear that they were wearing was designed by a fan? Was it? No. Wait. Did not. I mean, that's lucky for that fan that that happened because we haven't seen them in the ring in a while. So the fact that they got their actual ring gear they designed out there in the ring is impressive. Well, I think what you guys are truly missing here is I said it was designed by a fan of the Iconics. Outside of mm -hmm. looking at Peyton Royce, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. who would be a fan of the Iconics? I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of people in Australia that are very big fans of the Iconics. Just, you know, kind of like you're just fans of the people from your hometown, whether you like that team or not. I mean, you just kind of grow up to like them. I would you kind of have to like the Iconics, right? I would assume that anybody that believes that they themselves are Iconic would be a fan of the Iconics. But then how come us three aren't fans of the Iconics? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We all believe we're Iconic. We're pretty Well, amazing. I don't believe it. I, I know it. Oh, you know it. Oh, he knows it. Oh, okay. He knows it. It's different if you know it than if you believe it. Right, right. I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, so are we gonna? Is this gonna be Iconics versus Kabuki Warriors at SummerSlam, and that's how they finally lose it? That's I think I, it's gonna have to be. That's what I'm thinking. It's it's gotta be. I mean, it's a long build up to there, from now, but it's gotta really, be. Really, it's that. only four weeks. Uh, yeah, but in you know in WWE time, that could end up being on both shows. You know, you got a possi- yeah, I mean, yeah. you got a possibility of eight times we could see them together. Yep. Yeah, you make a you make a solid point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, so all in all, WWE is still kind of coming out of that quagmire, still trying to find a new foothold and trying to learn how to grow. They are trying. I like, yeah, I like the idea, and I think we all agreed when we were talking during the shows that um, they're getting a little more edgy. They're making it from PG, more of a PG-13. Mm-hmm. Um, the verbiage is a little looser. We're seeing a little blurry fingers. Um I like where that's going. I just think, like, your crowd is 18 to 30-year-olds, not 12 to 18-year-olds. Right, right. Exactly. Pander to your crowd. Pander to us. We're a little older. We can handle it. Give me what I want kind of thing. Well, we want to um, see what we believe would be real life. We want to see KO going off and right. telling him to kiss his ass because that's what people do. Right, and, then, and if they are going to go for this more you know, kind of, quote-unquote, true-to-life that they're going to try and do on Fox, yeah. then you have to make 
their characters and their language and what do and say yep. more realistic. Yep. And you know, you're going to have people if this was a real life situation that would be in this company that'd be like, why the hell is the boss's son getting all this push mm-hmm. and I'm not? Like that's that's the way a real person would feel. So you gotta interject that into there. And if that's how they can do it, it starts sort of slowly now. So that when September comes along, this all sort of makes even more sense. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Um, I mean, like you said, they are trying something new. Um, I know uh, we talked about in a couple weeks on the 27th, they're having Smackville, which is going to be a WWE special. It was supposed to be like a Nashville unaired thing, but now they're actually airing it on TV on WWE Network. Um, Triple threat match of Kofi versus Joe um, versus who else is in it? Um... Kofi Ziggler, Joe. yeah. Kofi versus Joe versus Ziggler, uh, Nakamura against Finn Balor again. Um, another musical performance by Elias because it's in Nashville. So I mean, they're they're trying to put more things out there that maybe might be entertaining. I I got to give them that. At least they're trying. All they want is them to try. Right. 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 <laughs> I mean, you just. Basically, re, uh, recapped what I just said. Well, yeah, so, but see, I, yeah, I agree. I, I said it better. That's the problem, uh, John. I see. <laughs> so that's what you think. So speaking of better, yes, let's get into AEW. AEW fight for the fallen. Um, there were some hits. There were some misses on this episode, yeah. on this show, for sure. So, I mean, with the show, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it, um, and like I, like you just said, hits and misses, but. It was more like it was raw. It was you either had really good or really bad, and I respected it for both. Yep. Yes. Well, production yes. was better mm-hmm. than the last one. Mm-hmm. Yes. You production was better. Tell they're still trying to, I don't want to say learn, but trying to get all that stuff down. Yes. I liked the venue. I thought the venue was pretty cool. Yeah, it was interesting. How it was almost other like a than, concert arena. Other than being outside in the freaking Florida heat. Yeah, it was almost but, like a concert arena. That was. Kind Amphitheater. Yeah. Um, I, I did like that. It's weird to say this because I've never really understood how much it's needed, but a lot of these guys do need work understanding how a, the hard cam is, uh, how the camera work does, because they're not in the right spots. They're not doing moves in an area where the camera can see. Like, you do actually need practice in that, that uh-huh. I give WWE credit for within their performance and even in their NXT development league that they're still using. You know, like, it makes sense that you give them practice in this before you're going to so, push them up. And you make a very, very valid point. When you watch AEW, you realized how much more polished WWE is. Yes. And then you listen to, you know, stuck-up smarts like us where we're like, oh... AEW, Lacey Evans is missing her marks. She's not right where she needs to be. And then you realize when you watch AEW, that's a look at Lacey. Thing. Yeah, but look at Lacey Evans compared to an AEW wrestler. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know that isn't like Cody or whatever. He's actually a little better. I mean, uh, we well, can get been getting better. We can get into the fact that uh, who was it? Britt Baker. Yeah, in the female tag team match, tagged the wrong team, <laughs> like went to the wrong corner and did a hot tag on a wrong team member uh-huh. before she realized it and ran back to her correct corner. And that was not a scripted mistake. That was a legit. She went to the wrong corner. Yeah. Like, while Lacey Evans has her issues, it's probably not something she would do. No. Would no, she? I'm just saying. <laughs> no. no, I, don't I know. think. I think for all the good stuff AEW has done, it's also helping WWE a little bit when you look at, like, WWE is a much more polished production, the talent's a little bit better, and understands hard cam and playing to that, and, yeah, but I don't you think... know, understand making marks and all that. I'm not, and I'm not taking away anything from AEW when I say this stuff. I just found it interesting, especially because, like you said at the very beginning of the show, Craig, we had... WWE, we had AEW, we had a whole bunch of other little productions running around, and you could see it all together, back to back, and you got a good feel of all of it in the same bowl. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I don't think it's with AEW. It's not turning anybody off yet because everybody. Oh no, not at all. No, everybody understands it's new. For one thing, it's new, so you're seeing new wrestlers, different storylines, a whole different feel. Like just the feel of it is different. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Well, I think so. the benefit, too, you have for AEW is right now they're not casual fan watching. This people who, who know what they're doing, who enjoy wrestling, who search out the Bleacher Report live app and watch it. When you start going to TV, that's when you're going to get more casual fans, and that's when you got to be polished because those people that only watch Raw and SmackDown. Yep. Maybe get a and maybe get a WrestleMania, uh, you know, maybe a SummerSlam here or there, and you got to be up to that caliber if you want people to watch you. Yeah, because if that. you're not a real wrestling fan, unless you're flipping through TNT and see it, you may not even know about AEW. That's true. That's true. Right. I, and I'm just saying, I love the fact that something like AEW has really pushed uh, WWE. I like that WWE is making AEW work so hard to be a better production. Um, it really just rings the bell of WCW as the up-and-comer or AC, ECW as the up-and-comer. I, I love the competition. It's, and that's exactly it. When there's competition, not even in wrestling, in life, when yes. there's competition, the product gets better for the consumer. That's words the, spoken by Jeff the Ref. Yep, yep. I think that should be a new segment. Jeff the Ref's Words of Wisdom. Words of Wisdom. I like there, that. there are not many. I like that. But sometimes, I make some sense. Some sense. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes. You just did. Yeah. We, we applauded you for it. We, wanna, just... we want a segment. We need Jeff the Ref sayings for life. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, there... never stick your finger there. Right. Well, Don't comb well, your hair with a garden well, rake. You can if it's off. Don't put keys into uh, electrical sockets. No, definitely not. You know, that kind of stuff. Don't shave your back with a hedge trimmer. Well, some of us might have to. Well, Craig, I've been meaning to talk to you. Speaking from experience. Oh, do you use... Never mind. Never mind. All right. So, anyway, AEW Fight for the Fallen. What was your favorite match? Um, I'd probably... See, this is is hard. Because I would have to say... The match I enjoyed the most, actual full-blown match-wise, was Lucha Brothers uh, against uh, SCU. Like, I like mm-hmm. them the best, but, man, do I enjoy watching Brandy Rhodes do anything. That match was horrible. Match was horrible, but I like watching her well, do anything. I like watching her, yeah. <laughs> I said your favorite match. I didn't okay. say who you like to look at. And then I'm going, I'm going for Lucha versus SoCal. Yeah, I, I, I gotta agree on that one. Yeah, that was probably. I loved match. MJF again. Yes, MJF um, was great. He is hilarious. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I enjoyed the the uh, Rhodes brothers against the uh, Young Bucks. The uh, Young Bucks. That's mm-hmm. a good one. I mean, I'm, it was fun. I so once again, I gotta give it to Cody and and the Bucks. Like the the whole thing that they do so well right now is they can tell you. A whole story in one match. Yes, yes, they don't. They did. The build-up is good. They're, uh, you know, uh, road to the fallen, and they're behind being the elite, and all that sort of online stuff they do is good. It's very intangible. It's very, it's worth watching. But if you don't, if you just watch these events, you still understand it. You still get involved in it. So, with the roads and and the uh, young bucks, it's like the roads are like we're going to come in and we're going to control the match. We got to keep them grounded. We got to keep them down. So they do that on and off throughout the match. Then you have the Young Bucks, high flyers, flying around. They're like, the way we're going to win it is to get it at our tempo, at our, our pace. And they were on and off again in the match. And it was, it was a beautiful match to watch. And I think it just tells the story. Right, right. And then once again, Brandy Rhodes looked amazing. Mm-hmm. And Ellie or Allie or... Allie, yeah. What was Allie? Allie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Allie just, she really sold. She was really she good at it, too. I mean, she sold for her. She sold for, who was it, Awesome Kong? Isn't that the, the woman that uh, yeah. Brandy brought in? Like, And then, uh, what's her name? Awesome Kong yeah. or something? <laughs> it was, uh, I mean, they, uh, they're females. I, th- I think they have a lot of potential there with female wrestlers um, on this AEW. You know, if they can tag the people in the right corner. Um I think they have a, they have a lot of potential on here with them. I think they got they got some good players in there. They got some good tag teams going. Um, they have a, a lot they have a lot of potential, and I think they're well with it. I just hope when you get into a weekly show, it doesn't it doesn't start getting wasted. That's pretty much it. Well, we'll have to wait and see. We will we will have to wait and see. Um, do we get into Right Coast Pro, gentlemen? 
Well, I mean, they did have their their big uh, monthly ep- uh, event this week. Right, their Festivus so, Seven Quest for the Gold. Uh, that eight mean eight man uh, tournament style. What's a mean night that they were having? Eight mean eight mean. That's a mean man. Eight mean men. Eight, eight mean, mean men. men. Um, coming up on top, the final match was uh, Wildlife William Fitz. All right, versus uh, Ryan the Adrenaline Rush, and Ryan the Adrenaline Rush comes out top and is now your new Right Coast Pro heavyweight champion. How did they not give it to Mozart Fontaine? You know, Mozart Fontaine was involved in the um, Battle Royal, but he was not even part of the eight-man tournament. I'm sorry to say that, John. I know. I just think he needs that belt. I think that would really sell him off. What happened to our boy um, Cecil Warwin? Cecil Warwin, um, he did decent. Uh, He won his first match, but I have to say, unfortunately, uh, the Mr. Intensity himself, now Sergeant Intensity, uh, lost his first match and didn't even move on to the second round. And I am upset about that. What is up with the Baldwins? I don't know. They have I issues. I called out all through 2018. When 2019 turned the corner, I said, this is the year of the Baldwin. Yep. And it's just, what is going on with the Baldwin? I need, I need Baldwins. We need more I need Baldwin them. in our life. I, we really do. We really do. Um, luckily, though, our other... Uh, you know, probably I would maybe sec- I don't know if second tier, but like one A, one B. You know, for other guys we like, uh, crazy kids did hold on to their belt during the tag team title survivor match. Um, so they at least kept their tag team belts. They're still moving on to the Netrunners Pro's next event, holding those belts. So uh, we'll have to see what they got coming up for us in September. Um, but I know it's going to be a just like this event was. You go online, you watch some videos of these matches, you see it was, it was packed. It's one of their biggest events, and they just, they're getting bigger and bigger every month. So it's something, definitely an event worth checking out um, that you need to look into. Something not getting bigger and bigger every month is the Extreme Midget Wrestling, um, which we still need to get a part of. We've tried... <laughs> you like that? <laughs> We've tried uh, tweeting them. Um, uh, we're going to start even going for more direct contacts. I might have to call somebody like a normal person yeah. and actually call somebody there uh, to see if we can go to the Extreme Midget Wrestling event down in Virginia and be there to support our favorite little people and uh, actually be part of this event in some way. I don't know how. I don't really care how. Um, we don't, but I don't they're care not if, getting back to you. They're not getting back to me right now. Um, can they not reach the They computer? probably can't reach the keyboard. Okay. Um, wow. Wow. And you wonder why they don't want to get back Maybe to it's the fact that when they're holding the phone, they can't use both thumbs because <laughs> their hands can't reach around it. <laughs> wow. So they have to use like, like wow. a peck and... Like I would just like thing. to go on record now with a disclaimer that John from the <laughs> T3 crew... Uh, has no illness towards anybody with any type of unique ability, disability, reability, whatever you want to call it. We won't I either. just want everyone to know I respect all. We love won't. human hey. nature. Hey. Me and Daniel Bryan hey. uh, just hang out. We won't have a problem either if they return the tweets. Right. If they answer me, I will talk about how much I love all of these people. But until they do, you can't hold a phone like a normal person. I don't know. Don't know what to tell you. Once again, I am out. I am out. I am out. I do not agree with any of the comments made by my fellow co-hosts. You know. You know. I think I like the best about us, gentlemen. How much we make ourselves laugh? Because I am crying over here at my own jokes about midgets. But we know we, know we don't make anyone else laugh. So no, the podcast is no. basically for us. It's really just for us three. Because we know we, we listen and our wives sometimes listen if they're in the car at the same time we have uh, to my listen. Wife listen. Well, my wife doesn't listen no. either. No. John? John? Your wife? Um, I didn't even realize I had a wife. <laughs> oh, that is a problem. That is a problem. So she... Obviously, because she never tells me she listens to the podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I even have grandchildren that don't listen to the podcast. Right, right. You even have a child who, on a monthly basis, picks someone to win um, in our pick'em pool who and still doesn't listen to the week show. Got them all right. <laughs> this past week, got every match right, hundred percent. Still doesn't listen to our show. Maybe that's why he's getting hundred percent. I don't think about that. I don't know that well, my he, wife knows how to download a podcast. It's true. That's true. Do your grandchildren know how to download the podcast? 
John? My grandchildren, they're not allowed to. Okay, okay, good. They're only nine and seven. They're uh, not at age yet. Yet. Oh. Yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know somebody that does listen to what we say? Roman Reigns. Who's that? Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. Which is why he is our moment of. Because I think this week, at that very important SmackDown Town Hall, that I'm so glad yeah, Shane yeah. held. That was so awesome. Um, which was just, I mean... I thought it was going to be much better than what it was. Yes. We basically had the, the entire purpose of that, I felt, was to have an entire show of a Shane faction and a non-Shane faction. Yep. Like, that's... But the, I think and that's started, basically what they built. Yeah, right. it started out so great. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, and it started out because Roman Reigns actually said what we've all been thinking. And that's why he is our motive. Shane, I don't think you get it. Nobody in this room respects you. And as far as diplomacy, well, you can kiss my ass. You can kiss my ass. Yeah, yeah, you sure can. You sure can. Thank you, Roman. We have to love the big dog. The big dog. Why does he sound like an old lady when he does that? Mm -hmm. John? John, he's just getting into it. He's getting very involved. He's feeling Um, it. Jeff, if you had been around a little while earlier, you would understand that our friends from a uh, wrestling podcast uh, uh, have an ongoing tradition when they talk about Roman Reigns that they call him Derby Dog. And, and, and we had exactly. just adopted that. But, but adopted do they do it, it in that high-pitched old woman voice? Uh, oh, it's, yeah. It's high-pitched. Yeah. I don't know how yeah. old woman-y it is. Because Craig sounded normal. Mm. It was yours that sounded like an old lady. Um, I don't know if you know this. I only have two ranges. It's right here, and then complete crappy falsetto. Okay. And if you're not sure about those ranges, go back to episode 144 of Take Two Podcast and listen oh, to the God, intro no. to Stream Warrior segment where you oh, get to hear the, song. the melodious voices of John and myself. You know, singing the intro it. to that segment. I heard that song. Yes. I heard it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say, I heard it. Uh, you heard it? Yep. It was uh, beautiful. And you're still alive? Yeah. All I'm, all I'm, I'm saying is, let me, let me tell you, these are two it's facts. Out there. These are two facts. Uh, Jeff's wife listened to that song. Yes. Jeff's wife is pregnant. I'm not going to say that those two things have anything to do with each other, but those are two facts that are two true. Two facts just, that just, coincide. That coincide with each other. I'm not saying they have anything to do with I mean, each other. Uh, the, just the, saying. I'm pretty sure when nope. she listened to it, she nope. was already nope. pregnant. But I don't, I don't, anyway, I don't folks, understand. Uh, thanks for joining us for episode 83. <laughs> Uh, take two takedown again you can follow us at take two takedown you can email our mailbag segment and we read the best ones on the show as you can see and here we haven't uh, read one recently and uh, let's be honest that's your fault because you haven't sent us any good ones recently so step it up listeners triple bag at gmail.com that's the word triple the letter t-b-a-g at gmail.com or you can call or and text our hotline 434-602-1931 Gentlemen, episode 83. Another good one in the books, I say. Uh, We'll see what happens. We'll We'll see see how it fleshes out. We'll see how that works out for you, Cotton. Bold move. Yeah, that's a bold choice. Bold Bold choice. Bold choice. Uh, Thanks for joining us. Mm -hmm. Peace. It's a podcast! Thanks for listening. You take, you take. And don't forget, I love you, Bobby Roode. Bye, Bobby Roode. It's a podcast! The old lady voice again. <laughs> I like that. I don't, I don't know why you did that, but no, we're going to That's totally staying in.
It's a podcast!